everybody, and welcome to I Sell Comics, broadcasting from the home of the comic book men. Jay and Silent Bob, Secret Stash, my name is Ming Chen, sitting across from me, the very festive Micah Zapsik. Everybody, say hello, Mike. Is, is your mic on? Is your mic on? My, there you go. My mic there. is... Not, I'm not festive, Ming, I'm festivus. Festivus so. isn't for another couple days. Uh, it's Are you, whatever the fuck I say it is, man. Uh, I, I got a lot of problems with you people. I got a lot of problems with you. I got a lot of problems. No, I have... Actually, uh, I was just thinking about this today. It's, okay. It's a grand and beautiful time of the year. We, we've had a hell of a year. This is the Isokonk's holiday end of the year edition. Is it? Oh, no, I guess I'll be around. No, wait. Uh, the, 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 wait, when, <laughs> no, you when the hell is Christmas? Christmas is... Yeah, I won't be here. Yeah, this is it. It'll be gone on Sunday. I think this is yeah. it. Unless... So take it or leave it, folks. Yeah, take it's it or leave it. It's a holiday. Hey, yeah. congratulations. Yeah, Merry fucking Christmas. Yeah. Happy... Not to tell them Steve, Dave, Space Monkey saved Christmas. No. They, Although... never, they never save Christmas. No, they, they ruin it for everyone. Yeah. Really. But they do. If you're suicidal at that time of year. Uh, yeah, like... listen to tell them Steve, Dave, jump it's... off that... As you're jumping off the building... <laughs> yeah. No, to be honest with you, most people are like, well, at least I'm not Brian. Brian's, at, Brian's like rigs. Like, you want to get crazy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You want to jump? Yeah, you want to jump? Let's, let's jump. do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's jump. I'm ready to do it. Let's jump. Well, happy holidays, everybody. Yes. Uh, Merry Christmas. Oh, happy New Year. Hope you've had a good year. A great year, even. Kwanzaa. Uh, it's it's beyond the... Um, I was going to say Hanukkah. I, Hanukkah. I was going to say Yamaka, But Hanukkah. Right. Hanukkah. Wear your yarmulke on Hanukkah. On Hanukkah. Like. But that was about a week ago, right? Yes. Okay. So ha- happy belated Hanukkah to our, all our Jewish friends. Yes, absolutely. And uh, Which are many. Yes. And uh, 2007, hell of a year. I was looking back at all my photos like, holy shit, we got, uh, we got a lot done. It's a, it was, yeah, it was um, an amazing year. Yeah. I'm running down some of the highlights. We got to go to Scotland. Scotland? That was pretty cool. That was badass. Yeah. Recorded many fine... Entertaining podcasts. Well, we how about we recorded many podcasts? We'll let the people judge. Let them judge whether or not we're entertaining okay, or but, informative. Okay, but judge not lest you be judged. And we we won a couple of awards. It was we pretty did. cool. Yeah, we did. Open up podcast studio. No, yeah, big deal. that's actually pretty. Shot cool a season well. of a, of a TV show. No big deal. Holy crap, man! I, I was busier than I thought. Yeah, you were. Jeez, met to many conventions. Yes. Uh, just wanted you to take, more than me. One to one to me more than Brian too. Yeah, so. want to take a quick thank you to everybody who invited who invited us out to their event, their convention. Who just welcomed us. Yes, we love you. We really want to thank you. We loved being there. We loved being a part of um, everything you did. It was great. Yeah, and I think we made it apparent that we had fun. We wanted to be there, and we support all of you. Oh, hell yeah. So hopefully we could do it again in 2018. That would be lovely. I'm looking forward to it. And if maybe you don't run a convention, but you're in a city, it's like, I want you guys to come out. Hit up the local con. Tell them that you want us to come out. It's the only way they're going to know. Yeah. Like they, you want who? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah, listen. There are certain. There's a certain caliber of guests where that everybody wants. You got your Stan Lees, your Kevin Smiths, your course. Norma Reedus's, every your Nathan wants them. Fillions, your Gal Gadot's. Yeah, that goes without saying. But th- what these cons need to know is you need the Ming Chens and the Mike Zaps and, the, <laughs> and, the, and even the Brian Johnsons of the yes, world. Yes, the the guys who you know would would almost be the guys who come and pay to go. Sure. We're th- we're just that close. Listen, I this is how I put it. Yeah, Stan Lee, what, Nathan Fillion, these guys are great. But will these guys karaoke with you after the con? Probably not. Nah. 
Nathan Fillion, maybe, but Nathan Fillion would. Yeah. I'm sure he's he is my photo bombing hero. Sure, by the way, yeah. But me and Mike, we'll we'll hang out with you afterwards. We'll <laughs> what a pitch. We'll be at that dive bar you thought only you knew about in your own hometown. No, we'll be there because yeah, I'll Ming, find Ming's, it. Ming's gonna find it. Yeah, all that stuff. That hole in the wall taco joint. I'll be there. You, you will. The, yeah, anything that's teetering on the brink of bankruptcy, Ming's there. Yeah, sure. So, you know, maybe you don't have direct contact with these conventions. Just send them a tweet. That's all it takes. We, we've been booked for less. Where, you know, <laughs> a con saw our number on a bathroom wall. Like, we'll Beautiful, yeah. have con. We'll, for we'll, a good con, call Ming right, Chen. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll suck off for, for con invite. Uh, you know, call 732-758-0508. So, anyways, thank you to everybody who, who has invited us out. Thank you for anyone... All the people who invite us back, sometimes we go back. Yeah, that's weird, right? People like us. It's not that weird. No, it's not. not We actually bring added value. I believe so. And we will market the hell out of your convention. Say you are a convention owner, though. Hey, man, we'll market the hell out of it for sure. Yeah, I even do some social media crap. I know. Wow. Crazy. It's crazy. All right. We're going to some comic news, Mike. This is sad comic news, though. Marvel. Yes. Canceling a ton of books. Yes, they What's are. going on here? One of your favorites. A ton. I know. I, I got a list. I'll read them all very quickly. Okay, uh, Gen, Gen, Generation X, Guardians yep. of the Galaxy, yep. Hawkeye, Iceman, Jean Grey, Luke Cage, Royal, Secret Warriors, Unbelievable, Gwenpool, U.S. Avengers, Uncanny Avengers. And this is just more to come, probably. Yeah, but... What's going on, Mike? Uh, what does it boil down they're to? They're streamlining, and it, it has to do with them offshooting. They lost a bunch of – well, not a bunch. They lost one writer, their flagship writer, sure. Brian Michael Bendis. Jump ship moving, to D.C. Moving over to D.C. Wow. <laughs> you make him sound like a rat. Didn't, well, isn't it true? I don't Jump think ship. So. He He's, wanted to write Superman. He wanted to – is that radish? I don't think so. I think that's just – Jump ship is not good or bad. Well – There was one ship, one big – but the, cruise, the Marvel cruise that, liner went this way. The DC you went make the other. it sound like, like, well, see you later, guys. You make it sound like the ship is sinking. No, it's Marvel. You're right. Is, no, there's no sinking ship. There's Although, no, I mean, Disney money behind Marvel. They sure. could go on for another four billion years. All right. These are some big titles, though. Yes, there are some some uh, larger titles in there. But you also have to remember that uh, the Jean Grey is understandable because they're bringing back the um, Earth 616 Jean Grey. The Phoenix is rising, so she's coming back. So having multiple Jean Grey titles, it would be a little freaky for people to be like, oh, wait a minute, that's the time-traveling Jean Grey. Yeah, or, we're like, wait, well, I'm confused. Okay. The Avengers titles, also very easy to understand. They're going to do every iteration of Avengers teams right. under the banner of the Avengers, and it'll be a weekly book. Okay. Less confusing. Little less confusing. So instead of Uncanny Avengers, you have just the Avengers. Okay. So uh, Hawkeye is you've got Clint Barton in Tales of Suspense, right? Which is an ongoing. Yeah. Hopefully it'll do well enough to uh, sustain. Yes. He teams up with Bucky Barnes. Yeah. One out the uh, out this week. Soldier. Yes. Which is uh, in my pile. And right, what, are, what are Guardians? Luke Cage. These are big. These big Luke Cage. Big name. Big names in the uh, pop culture. TV movie realm. Right, but they're not going away. I'm sure that the Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be folded into the Avengers. Okay. And Luke Cage is, he appears in The Defenders. 
Okay. There's, there's a team book that he's already in. So it's it may be a case of Marvel not wanting to saturate the market too much. Okay. Now, as a retailer, though, as a guy who counts dollars I and count, cents. I count the books, too. So, yes. Flagging sales. We're, we're, what were the sales like on these titles? We stopped getting Luke Cage because no one was buying. Okay. And that's... <laughs> That's the bottom line. Hawkeye, we only got one. No, we got two um, two issues yeah. of Hawkeye because nobody really cared about Kate Bishop. And if you're shame, here's the, the thing for me, and this is something that I believe in, and it's something I believed in forever. Okay, uh, even before I was a comic retailer, when I was just a comic fan, when I was a fan, sure, not a collector yet. When I was like ten, eleven years old. You look at a book like Uncanny X-Men, and it was a phenomenal book. It's it's an ensemble book. Sure. You have Wolverine. You got Cyclops. I'm talking about the Claremont burn era. Yeah. And everyone was part of the team. Cyclops didn't need his own series. Cyclops was the leader of the X-Men. Sure. Uh, Wolverine spun out, and he did his own thing, and I personally didn't enjoy it. I, you know, the whole Madripoor, and he was a guy named Patch, and it was he was a kingpin there. It it, it didn't make sense to yeah. me. Uh, if if you're if you got dual citizenship, maybe. If you have all the time in the world, maybe. But For do you me, want to read that? I didn't want to read it. Well, and I didn't read it. Right. So neither did me, anyone else. Well, Wolverine went on for a long time. Went went on for like a hundred and some odd issues. Right. So. I mean, that's that's a healthy run. Sure. So for me, if you're part of an ensemble cast, then it makes sense to just stay part of an ensemble cast. Sure. Luke Cage, when it first came out in the 70s, was part of the black exploitation thing. There wasn't a... There wasn't a fad that Marvel didn't jump on. I'm surprised there wasn't a... Kung pet, Fu. Kind, I'm surprised there wasn't... Disco, for God's sake. Disco. Sakes. And they did that like two years later. Sure. So... For me, if um, and Luke Cage was a cool character, very cool, but he wasn't my character. I I read Black Lightning back in the seventies because right. Marvel would jump on a thing, and then like twenty years later, DC would be like, "Oh, hey, they're, they've got good hey, sales on that." Oh, look at this! We should be doing this. So the flagging sales on Luke Cage, they teamed him up with Iron Fist. You know, Power Man and Iron Fist yeah. is pretty cool, and it worked, and it worked very well. You know, you got a. a Two more unlikely friends you'll never find. Right. They, it was Murtaugh and Riggs. Oh, yeah. Essentially. Yeah. But before, because Danny was, you know, a multi billionaire kung fu guy, blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. You got Luke, Luke Cage, Cage from of the streets. From the streets. Yeah. A, you know, a convicted felon. Wrongly convicted. Sure. But a convicted felon. Right. So, pretty cool. Yeah. Can we, can we, get, it, can we get that TV show? Can Which, we get that Marvel Netflix? That would be fantastic i would love to see i that. think that would be great i think it's time i do too saying. but um does marvel think it's time i mean they've known since the 70s so yeah they have so yeah do we need an iron fist season two come on, just put them together yeah we need a power man and iron fist put them together season one okay well uh, so this is just marvel making good business decisions yeah you know cutting the fat yeah and, you know what doesn't sell you get rid of and um, there, there are a lot of really weird things coming out of Marvel. Uh, Jim Starlin, I don't know if you've heard this. I did. Pissed. Jim Starlin pissed at pissed Marvel. At, no, he's pissed at Tom Brevort. Yes. 
Tom Brevort, who is... Uh, senior VP of Publishing. Right. And uh, What's going on here, Mike? Why are they pissed? Why is one of the Marvel superstars, uh, a, a godfather, yes. even... The creator of Thanos. Yes. Uh, you know, a huge character coming up in the mainstream comic book and pop culture uh-huh. realm. Why Why is he pissed at Marvel? Uh, promises were made to him. Yes. And then uh, promises were broken to him. Yes. So he was going to, he and Alan Davis, another amazing talent. Yes. The, the incredible Alan Davis penciler. He and Alan were going to remake Thanos in a line of original graphic novels, yes, hardcovers. A trilogy. Yes. They were going to remake, revamp, redo Thanos. Yeah, scripted. I uh, heard 200 pages scripted already. Yep. 100 pages drawn and well yep. on their way. And what yep. happened? And a similar storyline is in the Thanos regular book that, you know, you can you can say, oh, it's a coinky dink. Uh, it's no, very it's similar. Too similar for coincidences to happen. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that things were taken stolen You're not not saying it either uh, but i'm not not saying it yes. it's i've seen this happen before i've seen it in many comic books um cheese uh marvel they had uh, a graphic novel called um death trap the vault which felt a lot like the under siege and there were uh, many coincidences yes so you know, not just the characters used, but also the way that they were used. So, just I'm just saying. All right, under siege with Steven Seagal as a cook, like it's I, not a that would that would an be, adventure. Isn't he under indictment for something right I know, now? Erica Elenia coming out of a cake. That oh, under siege, oh, man. That's that under siege. That no, not that under siege. Not that, no, no, not okay. that one. Although, thank you for bringing back a fond memory. Sure. Um, I'm no the under siege. It was a an Avengers story arc that ran through. Uh, Tom DeFalco's run. Okay. Roger Stern, Tom DeFalco. Was it Roger Stern, Tom DeFalco? I have to go back and look, but, you know. I remember that it was John Buscema. Big John was doing the art chores on it. All right, is that Captain America, like, breaking dudes' arms and shit? No, it has Jarvis getting the shit beat out of him. Okay, like Scarlet Witch doesn't jump out of a cake or nothing? No, no, no cake. All right, I'll still read. I'll read it. Uh, But Captain America, actually, the Wasp and Ant-Man... Do pull an under siege where they shrink down and they they sneak their way into Avengers Mansion. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. All right. But uh, what's going on here? Tom Brevoort. Um, I don't know. Green lighting this ongoing. I, series I don't know. Instead. Uh, money. Maybe of uh, this this brother. Um, whoever's doing the ongoing. I uh, I don't have it in front of me, but you know, charging less. Um, There's two very similar. Uh, I don't know. And, and I, we're I, not saying anything was stolen or borrowed. But it's this is a very bad time to be pissing off Jim Starlin. I it's believe it's a very bad time to be pissing off anybody really in in the world. Right. So I don't know. All right. I guess editors have to make certain decisions. Hard decisions. But I'm sure, we don't know the full story. I don't but, know the full story, but I, you know, you, you, Jim Starlin says I'm I'm not pissed at Marvel. They've always treated me well. Okay, well, I'm t- pissed at Tom Brevoort. He who, didn't say that either. But like you knew I was working that. on this. It was yeah. almost, I was almost done. Yeah, and I mean, two hundred. That's that's almost enough for all three of the graphic novels, right? Almost. Yeah. So, and a hundred pages already in. That's a lot. And he, and he walks away from it. And I, we would have bought it. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, would have bought that it. That was on my list, actually, and sold it. We would have sold it here. Yeah, we would have. Um, and you got the Jim Starlin, creator of Thanos. Yeah, yeah, it's very marketable. I don't know. I I just I. I'm 
I'm aghast at people's business decisions. Aghast, baffled. Mike Tapsley's baffled. I'm aghast, actually. No, aghast. Even 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 more than baffled, he's aghast. I'm aghast. All right. Uh, we want to extend a special congratulations to our friend of the family, Cooper Andrews. Yes. Who you may know as Jerry from The Walking Dead. He was in here exactly a week ago. Yes. And he couldn't really say why. But he was like, yo, man, you got any Shazam comics? I need, uh, I need some Shazam comics. We, we hooked him up with uh, what we had here. Yep. And with the promise to send more. Yep. And we connected the dots, sort of. And it was announced yesterday, Mike, that Cooper Andrews will be playing Billy Batson's foster father in the Shazam movie. How awesome is that? Uh, in the comics character, uh, Victor, Va- Victor Vasquez. I don't know if they'll keep, I'm sh- keep the name. Why not? Yeah, why not? Why We're not? not- Use Cooper Anderson. Cooper Anderson? Yeah. Cooper Andrews? Cooper Anderson? No, Cooper Anderson. Cooper I, Anderson? Yeah. Co- I don't think co- it's being used now. So. Cooper Batson? Cooper Batson. Yeah, Although it's a go. foster father. Well, although you can adopt the kids and... Eh, give them your name. Right. Uh, but it was his name before. True, but I don't think... Co- I, the, the name Cooper Anderson just rings for me. I like it. Nobody's using it. Okay. So. Yeah, but we had a bona fide... Superstar. Superstar. Someone On in a rise. superhero movie. Um, My apologies to Cooper Anderson out there if he's listening and he's like that bastard. Yeah, that was cool though. Uh, several we've had several people in here that was like, "Hey man, I'm uh, I can't say why, but I need some comic books for upcoming projects I projects. might be undertaking." Yes, Cooper Andrews was the last one. Before that, we had uh, Ian Coletti who yes. played Arseface or plays Arseface, uh, a Eatontown, New Jersey resident. residence. Yeah, stopped we had- in here. It's like, hey man, you got any preacher books? I'm like, why? We're like, why, why do you want he, them? But he told he told us, didn't he? Of course he? he did. He couldn't. No, no, he said, uh, I can't tell you, but watch AMC. Okay. I'm like, you can't get us to stop. Well, how'd you knock it out of him that he's playing Arseface? Or did you just look at him and like, oh, I looked Arseface? At him, I said, he's a youngster. He's mm-hmm. Arseface. Right. He's got a shriveled, puckered up. No, he wasn't all shriveled. No. He's a good-looking kid. No, he's a look, so, good, look, good-looking kid. <laughs> that just sounds so bad coming out. Yeah, uh. I guess so. Well, congratulations, Cooper. Uh, we are here to help you in any way if you need uh, any any knowledge. Yeah, call I'm putting together sh- a Shazam package. Call Mike form. anytime. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Uh, and watch Young Justice. Watch Young Justice. Yeah, you want you want uh, behind-the-scenes, Cooper, uh, watch Young Justice. Okay, there's a there's all all the knowledge you will need. Yes. Any holes, uh, Mike will fill them. Mike's very good at filling holes. Oh dear God, <laughs> great at filling holes. Dear God, no wonder Johnson makes fun of us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, poison uh, poison ivy. Our friend of the family, another friend of the family, Amy Ch- writer Amy Chu. How about just poison- a friend? She's a friend. She's of ours. a friend. Okay. Uh, taking on the relaunch Green Hornet comic for IDW. Very cool. This one picks up right where Kevin Smith left off, Fantastic. which I thought it, which I think is cool. Um, Amy Chu will be term- teaming up with artist German Aramospe. Aram Aramospe. Aramospe. Let's say. Yes. Was, yeah. Let's let's just say that. Yeah. Debuting in March 2018. Very this cool. one picks up where Kevin's run with Britt Weed and Cato. Britt Reed. Britt Reed. Not Kato. Britt Weed. Britt Weed. Oh, it is Britt Weed. It's Kevin wrote it. Okay. It's Britt Weed. No. Now this one is. They have Amy passed Chu. the torch to their children, Britt Reed Jr. and Mulan. Okay. And this one deals with a female Green Hornet, which I'm going to assume is Mulan in the costume. I don't know. Uh, it's a, is that a bad assumption? That's a bad assumption. Although the Green Hornet could be Britt's daughter. Yes, could be. We don't know. Uh, Green Hornet was all all. Uh, Green Hornet was one of my top titles on my bucket list to write. 
So I'm really thrilled to dive in. I've been listening to the old radio shows from the 30s. Oh, God, I used and to trying to bring back some of the good guy versus bad guy elements of what made it popular in the 30s. But this is not a pure nostalgia trip. There's a lot of modern twists. My parents' generation in Hong Kong like Green Hornet because of Bruce Lee as Kato. So I'm weaving in some old martial arts action, too. Cool as hell. Yes, we will have Amy Chu back on here. Absolutely. Why isn't she here right now? Damn it. I don't know. I wanted to call her, but... I don't know. Is that weird? That is weird. Call her later. Well, we'll just have her on. We'll have her Amy, on. are you listening? We Can you come back, please? We love having her on, man. She's great. We love having her on. Either, whether it be here on the show, seeing her at a, at a convention, or eating dim sum at a 24-7 dim sum we, play, we found in Calgary at 8.30 in the morning with Asian gangsters, we love Amy Chu. Uh, hey, damn it. I wish I was there. Yes. Asian gangsters? Asian yeah. gangsters. Yes. All right. New books brought to you by WilliamPainter.com. William Painter sunglasses. The best sunglasses on the face of the planet. Yes. Just for reiteration, Mike Zapsic got into a horrible accident several weeks horrible. ago. Horrible. He's wearing his William Painter sunglasses. They definitely saved his they life. Saved my life. And William his, Painter saved my life. Yeah. And if you find that a stretch, all right, well, they saved his eyesight at least. There was flying glass there everywhere. There was glass all over there the place. There were... Comic book, comic book flying. He could have got a paper cut across his eyeball. Oh, that would have been suck. Yeah. Oh man. There, there was debris. There was I, I don't know. There what, was debris. There were I don't know what you got in there. Like, um, you know, uh, McDonald's bags, cups of coffee. I don't know. They're flying around. Could have exploded your eye. Could have, but it didn't. But thank God you were wearing William Painter sunglasses. William Painter. Thank God they were made out of titanium alloy. Virtually indestructible. And thank God they're rear weighted because they didn't even slip. I know. I got I got smacked. Yeah, I, you were going what a hundred really? miles an hour. I was going to yeah, something like that. Something like a hundred yeah. miles. Yeah, you know, an hour. He, he was late for recording. I saw comics. And that's not true. I was going the speed limit. He was going the speed limit, which on that road is like fifty miles. Fifty, 50 miles, miles an hour, it's very yeah, fast. We had a um, a collision at fifty miles an hour. Yeah, wasn't your fault? Wasn't your fault? Absolutely not my fault. Yeah, police report says not my fault. Yeah, the other guy, he was all. Fucked up. And you know why? He wasn't wearing William Painter no sunglasses. No William Painter sunglasses. He yeah. should have been. I know. He should have been enjoying those scratch-proof and shatter-proof lenses. If he had had them on, mm-hmm. he would have seen my car and not hit me. Yeah. And he would have been like, Boy. The sun was probably in his eyes. He's like, damn. Yeah, and he was like. I'm going in the left lane anyway. He was like, dang, free shipping and free hard case? I wish I would have gone to WilliamPainter.com. Exactly. And use code ISOCOMICS to get $20 off any pair. Sun streaming in his eyes. He's like, I'm just going to pray that there's no one in the left lane. Help yeah. me, Jeebus. And then boom. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, like I guess for whatever, it was very unexplicable why he merged into your lane. You were in front of him. He should have I seen was. You. The sun was probably glaring in his eyes and he didn't see you. I have no idea. The sun was in the east. Yeah, you were going east-ish. Yeah. And so, William Painter, to the rescue. Yeah, if you were wearing them, we wouldn't be talking about this. No, I'd still, would, be, dri- I'd still be driving a really shitty car. <laughs> sure. Instead of having it just parked out back. Right, but the reason you were able to buy that new baller car is because you saved $20 off any pair. Shit, yeah. Using that code ISO right Comics. down into my, uh, into my down payment. Yeah. Go to WilliamPainter.com, code ISO Comics. They support the show. They support us. And they saved Mike Zapsic's life. Free shipping. Free hard case. Code I sell comic. Yes. All right. What uh what do you what did you read today? All right. This has gotta be what the book got? of, this gotta be the book of the you week. You and me? X-Men Grand Design. All right. By artist Ed Pisker. Penciler, inker, cartoonist, Ed Pisker. This is so damn cool. It is. Where did this come from? Um, real quick, this is uh like a illustrated chronological history of the X-Men. Done in three parts, I believe. Is it three it's or two parts? Two parts. Done in two parts. Okay. 
And this is phenomenal. And I don't know about you, Ming, but whenever I read a comic book and it's an ongoing long time, uh, I like to see and we've fallen back into let's let's do a number one for everything. Sure. Um and one of my favorite comics is X Men one thirty eight. It's the right after the death of Jean Grey. Spoilers, folks. Um Death of Jean Grey, they're at her graveside. Yes. They're they're having a uh, memorial service for her. Yes. And Cyclops is going through in his mind, you know, the entire run of the X-Men. Yeah. So you see the entire history of the X-Men. And this brings back that flavor. This brings back that this is so cool. And you get to see, like, little um, – Little bits yeah, now of the X-Men. And I'm, you go all the way back yeah. to... Um, to to Namor flooding New York. Yes. you go back, Actually, you go back to uh, caveman times, and you got cavemen who can stretch. Sure. So, you know, the mutant kind's been around forever. They have. But the, the advanced mutant kind we know today, well, we, we get to, they get to that. Yeah. For sure. But I, I like that this is all told in chronological order. If you read the whole X-Men run, it's kind of Quentin Tarantino style where, you know, they'll... Jump insert, back and forth, yes. Jump back and forth, and you're like, well, when did this happen? When did this happen? This is totally chronological yeah, and very helpful. Every X-Men fan should own this and the subsequent issue. It's, it is a great reference Yes. Material, but it, told in a – I love the old kind of 20s, 30s, 40s cartoon it's style got a like comic strip. Yeah, yeah, even – like the the texture of the paper, yeah, and the look. That's that was a bold design. The uh, the paper feels pulpish. Yeah, so I'm I'm digging this. So grand design by uh, Marvel Comics number one. It's uh, Ed Pisker. I'm thumbs up. Where did this come I'm, from, though? Uh, uh, I'm I'm assuming I have no idea of Ed Pisker's uh, what pedigree. He does. I have no idea what his pedigree is, but he also does uh, in the back. He gives you. Oh, yeah, I love this. Oh, he gives you a little uh, bibliography. Yes. Where so, you can find all sorts of stuff. So it's like, you know, page three, Namor floods New York. See, uh, you know, yeah, issue Marvel 40, Comics number blah, 40, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Actually, Human Torch Comics number 58. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, wow. Human it's great. Torch and uh, I love how they started where it's a watcher recounting everything that he's learned about the X-Men. Uh, he's, tell- he's recounting this to a recorder. Yes, the Watcher and the Recorder, who you might remember from, the, and I hope it ties in to uh, the death of Phoenix, uh, X Men, Uncanny X Men 137, where the Recorder was there and he's like, So, Watcher, what's up? Yeah. Like, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? I got a story to tell you. Are you yeah. uh, hit record? Take and... a look over there. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, great, great issue. I'm uh, thick. How many pages is this thing? A, totally worth bunch. the five ninety nine. Uh How many pages? It's They're not numbered. But we're going to find out. 40. Yeah, 40 pages. 40 pages. Definitely something you should pick up. Yeah. Even- Plus, uh, actually, 40 pages of story. And you've got uh, also a big thank you to all the people who worked on X-Men. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. Summa cum laude. That's very nice. Yeah, it's like a little – it's done as like a plaque. And, you know, thank you to all the contributors ever. Yes. On and the X-Men. And then we've got uh, the X-Men. Beautiful. Yeah, great book. Next up on your list? Uh, I have uh, Tales of Suspense featuring Hawkeye and the Winter Soldier. I also do. Number 100. Uh, I love Clint Barton. Uh, You do. This says Clint Barton. Black Widow. Not Scarlet Witch, but Black Widow, yes. Killed by Captain America, the evil uh, Hydra uh, Hydra, uh, Cosmic Cube influenced 
Captain America. Not the Steve Rogers that we know and love. Right. He's, in Captain America, he's wandering the he, uh, the country trying to get his cred back. He's off the yeah, it's off the it's off the reservation. That's what they say, Ming. Yeah, but Clint suspects that Natasha is still alive, um, and his major clue is a series of Hydra deaths that uh, all the people were killed in her kind of signature style. So he suspects she's still alive. Uh, this opens up at a funeral, Hydra funeral, uh, which he convenient not conveniently, but in his own Clint Barton style, uh, f's it up. He cla- he crashes a funeral. Yes. So and then and he, this is like the lost scene in Clerks, right? And and he basically throws gasoline on the fire, shall we say? Literally. Yeah. So all hell breaks loose, and uh, he gathers a crew from a Hydra agent about a country called Chernaya. Chernaya. So he goes over there to investigate, and he runs into uh, Chernaya's in protest and uh, anarchy. Yeah, they're on the verge of collapse. Verge of collapse and a military coup. So he uses that as a distraction, gets into the embassy to investigate, and he runs into... Like, I didn't want to spoil it, but it's right there on the freaking cover and the title. Runs into the Winter Soldier. Runs into the Winter Soldier. They're like, what are you doing here? Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Now, you got two guys who both were trained by Captain America. Yes. Uh, Clint, not so much. Clint's more of a... Uh, although he is very proficient in acrobatics and f- the, his fighting, but he's nowhere near Bucky Barnes level. No. So, uh, yeah, and they they both happen to be ex-boyfriends of Natasha yeah. Romanoff. Yes, automatically they're at each other's throats. Right. And I, I don't remember where Bucky broke up with Natasha, but... So be it there. At the, uh, the Applebee's on Route 35, Probably. I believe it was. You wanted to do it in public yeah. so, so, so as not to make a scene. Right. Or maybe she did because she's, she's a hot redhead. And sure. She'll f- I'm, I'm telling you, redheads fuck up people's lives. They do, but we love them so much. I know. It's so we love horrible. all of you, redheads. I know. You fucked up my lives. Yeah. There's a, there's well, a, I only have one life. a great line in this book that I want to recant, and this is why I love recant. Clint Barton. No, you want and, to recall. And Recanting means uh, to say Clint is, sorry. All right, recall. Uh, Clint is landed in the Denied. fictional co- uh, country of Chernaya. Right. And he sees all the protests and global term- and turmoil there. Right. He's like, what's going on? And the other guy's like, don't you read the papers? It's like, I haven't read the papers since they canceled Calvin and Hobbes. Which is... Actually, he, Calvin and Hobbes never got canceled. Bill Watterson decided to just leave. But what a great line. What that a great, great line. Yeah. Calvin and Hobbes. Which I, I, I miss dearly. So, yes. You know, it, no, it, actually, he says not since Calvin and Hobbes ended. Ended. Okay. So, I, yeah, I, I just wanted to correct myself. It did not get canceled. Bill Watterson was like, screw this, man. I'm not working for the man anymore. So they think that Natasha is still alive, and there are little calling cards all around. Sure. But people I, have been known to fake other people's they, – they do copycats. Yeah. So they're leaving little implants around. So. Sure. A little too obvious, in my, in right. my opinion. But I, I always go with Clint Barton's feeling, man. Got feeling. Uh, he okay. might screw things up and burn down funeral homes. But, oh, that's the other line I liked. He, he burns down this funeral home and the, the old uh, yeah, mortician like, was like, what the hell, man? Yeah. He burned down my funeral home. He's like, you're the one that had a party for you know a, a dead Hydra agent. He's like, I run a funeral home. Yeah, what do you want me to do? Funeral. Yeah, they paid. Like, they paid man. the deposit. He's like, well, Tony Stark's going to buy you a new funeral home. He's like, I live there. Yeah, my house, too, you dumbass. Which is creepy as all shit. 
not, when you think about not it. Not really. I think that's the kind of attitude you need to have to have that job where what you kind of eat, live, and breathe death. Oh, that's gross. I mean, I, was, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't do it. Nah, I don't have the stomach. That's to why do I'm it. not a mortician. Right. They get paid very well, though. So yeah, but you gotta people, love it. Yeah, you gotta love death to do that job. Uh, or just love money, because even in like bad economic times, people sure. got to be buried. Right. Exactly. So, all right. Uh, what else you got there? Well, I got lots of stuff here, Ming. Actually, oh I got God. three. Look left. at this. Uh, Batman thirty-seven. Batman thirty-seven. Double date. Yes. Uh, when we last left off. When we last left off. Bruce and Clark Kent were uh, going round and round about who should call who. It's like, all right, so spoiler alert, folks. Bruce Wayne proposed to Selena Kyle. Yes. At the end of War of Jokes and Riddles, Selena Kyle said yes. So she's marrying the most eligible bachelor on the face of the planet, both in and out of costume. Also, the most fucked up bachelor on the pretty much in Gotham, at least. Absolutely, well, in Gotham, sure. But I mean, there are plenty in Bloodhaven as well. So we've got um, they've got a double date because there are better halves talked him into hanging out, sure, some stuff. Okay, so they end up at a carnival. Okay, so that this. And all hell breaks loose? No, no, no hell. No hell. No hell no whatsoever. Villains? Hold on. Okay. So, but here's, here's a caveat. To get into the carnival, you got to be dressed up like a superhero. Oh, all right. Easy enough. All right. But uh, they're like, well, we look just like, if we go in, people are going to be like, oh my God, that's Batman and Superman. And uh, so they switch costumes. Oh, I love it. So that's great. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So, and. They're they're going back and forth, and um, Lois is talking to Selena, and Selena's talking to Lois. Right. Like, what do you see in him? And Lois tells her, sure. and she says, "I, you know, I think the world of Bruce, but what do you see in him? He is one of the most damaged people on right. the planet." It's like, aren't we all? True. And uh, Clark and and <laughs> Bruce are talking, and uh, they're actually they got a pissing contest going on about uh, who can pitch better and who can hit a fastball. So, oh, are they doing that strongman thing with the bell? Like, ding! No, they didn't. Do oh, they they walked on. away from that, man. They, he's like, oh, come on, Lois, you want one? He's yeah. like, no, I don't need another one, and you'll probably break the damn thing, right? And and ruin it for everyone. Sure. So yeah, they they did the um, the batting cages. Nice. So that was pretty funny. And there was a there was a pickpocket dressed up like the question. Oh, I like that. Okay, yeah, it was pretty funny. All right, and the way they took him out, very cool. So written by Tom King as well. This is Tom King. Guy's a genius. He is a nice guy, and uh, he writes well. Yeah, the guy who's actually taking the tickets at the uh, Gotham County Fair is dressed up like Zan from uh, Super Friends. The Wonder Twins. The Wonder Twins. Yes. Really? Is is Gleek like in a cage? Like I would love that. Wow. Uh, and Clayman does the pencils and inks, which is fantastic. Yeah, Clayman, you're, you are the man. You Clay are man. the man. And, and, yeah, we like Tom King. We stood next to him for like 15 minutes and didn't even know it was him. I mean, yeah. now why would we have, I guess? We well, don't have a, a database of what writers. We love our writers. We don't know what, we they, don't know what like. they all look Sorry, like. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. But he's a great guy. Yeah, nice we stood guy. there. We were waiting to do a panel with, with him. him and Greg, uh, Greg Capullo. Mm-hmm. And I think they were going to truck Stanley up there, too, and it got... It got canceled. They, yeah. I don't know who 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 the hell was up there before. It was Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, see, Sabrina Teenage Witch ran long, and they canceled the like superstars of Marvel. Oh, sure, blame Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I am, bl- I am uh, blaming. I know them. you are. 
I'm totally That's what I think is them. funny. Yeah. I have uh, Batman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Yes. It'll team up between DC and IDW. Awesome. How's it uh, You may have read the, the one before. This one uh, dealing have. very similar where uh, Donatello has opened a portal between Gotham and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles world. Again. Again. Um, he, he does so, not under nefarious circumstances, but his emotions kind of got in the way. And he probably shouldn't have done this because Bane pops through. And Donatello goes into Gotham to recruit Batman and Robin to help out. They hop back into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles land and find it. It's basically burning down in flames. And they need to stop it. Uh, Bane, meanwhile, Bane has recruited the foot and Bebop and Rocksteady. And he has kidnapped Baxter Stockman. Why? Because he's running out of venom, Mike. Uh-oh. And he kidnaps the one, one of the great minds to help them and he's like well how much do you need i was like i need a lot i need as much as you can make me so uh also we got april o'neill uh helping helping batman and robin track bane's movements through the use of cell phone cameras and social media and they must stop the uh the old school bane from destroying everything and uh yeah we, we see all our favorite we saw all the turtles we see we haven't seen shredder yet in this this issue but uh, we have Splinter, we have Splinter disp- dispensing his usual advice. Uh, great, great team up. Two people fight kind of on the underground. Uh, I, I love it. Five people actually, but that's okay. Five people. Yeah, yeah. I um, I've not seen eat Batman and Robin eat slices of pizza yet. I don't know if that's coming. I mean, this is more of a darker tone, so I don't think we're getting the pizza Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in here. But check it out. Read up. This is issue two. Yep. That uh, that I'm reviewing. What else you got? I've got Marvel Two in One. Marvel the Return. Two, the Return of Marvel Two in One. It's, it's back. The fate of the Four. Marvel Two in One. Uh, for those of you who are too young to remember, was a team up book between the Thing of the Fantastic Four okay. and some of the lesser known heroes of the Marvel Universe. He'd team up with uh, Brother Voodoo, Son of Satan, uh, Skrull the Slayer. Yeah. Just really weird ones. Like um, they had one where he was fighting Spider-Woman before she was a superhero. Yeah. She was sort of like dancing on the edge of being a bad guy. And this one is the thing in the Human Torch. And essentially, Ben Grimm is the still the public face of the former Fantastic Four. So um, he is in New York. He's at a black tie affair, giving a speech that – Usually, Reed Richards would would give the speech, sure. and so he just essentially, you know, he's like, "Hey, you know, we weren't just superheroes; we were we were explorers. We were looking for the next new thing." He's like, "If you go looking for something and you find something else, that's the real magnificent thing about this universe." Okay, so and which was pretty cool, and uh, Spider Man comes along. And he's wearing a tuxedo. He's fighting pile driver of the wrecking crew. And so Ben helps him out and just smashes the the dude. Just one punch. Sure. And he's down. And so Peter gives him the keys to uh, a warehouse that all the Fantastic Four stuff is stored from. Because Peter as Peter Parker, Spider-Man as Peter Parker, had purchased Thanks, the, Mike. I wasn't aware of that. Uh, 
I'm there's kidding. A, I'm there's, kidding. A, there's a difference because Peter Parker was was um, not Peter Parker. No, no, he's he wasn't Peter Parker. He was Otto Octavius yeah, for a little while. But now he's Peter Parker. Now he's Peter Parker again. So, uh, but uh, as Peter Parker, he purchased the uh, Baxter Building for Freedom's Plaza, where the Fantastic Four had their old headquarters. Peter Parker purchased the pick pickle peppers. Yes, that's him. Okay. Just a whole bunch of them. And so he says, here's the keys and all the stuff's in there. It's all yours. Your, and it's yours. Nice. So he goes and he's just sitting there and he's ruminating and he's like, oh, man, my life sucks. He's like, I should have died with Reed and Sue and the kids. No. And so Doom comes along. The infamous uh, just Iron Man. along. No, comes in, you know, teleports in. It's right. Like, Benjamin, what's up? So Ben starts to throw down with him. He's like, look, I'm not here to fight. I'm here to give you this. And he throws him a, a ball. Looks like a ball at any rate. And uh, he said that's one of Richard's things. And uh, Chip Zdarsky, he's a really good writer. But in Infamous Iron Man, Doom is trying to walk the path of the righteous. He's realized he's made some mistakes. Yeah, he's trying to turn a new leaf. And one of the biggest mistakes he's ever made is getting into a pissing contest with Reed Richards over who's smarter. And this one is still, this one feels like Doom's still, I'm still smarter than him and I'm going to prove sure. it. Sure. I, I think that'll always be there though, right? I know that if you're trying to, I mean, yes. Yes and yeah. no. So Can't I'm, run away from who you truly are. I want to see where this goes. And so he goes, he grabs Johnny Storm and says, hey, I think they might still be alive. And Johnny reveals to him uh, a couple things about himself. He's like, you know what? I I don't know if I can go on without him. I should have died with him too. And Ben's like, I think they're still alive. Yeah. So you don't have to go. You don't have to go along with them. They might still be alive. Yeah. So let's go right. find them. So this is right. the nice little volley for serve. Welcome back, Marvel Two and One. Yeah. All right. What is together? Kong. All right. Last book on my pile is Kong on the Planet of the Apes. So we've got um, Doctor Zayas. Doctor Zayas. Wait, Kong as in. King Kong. How does wow? Dr. Zayas, oh, Dr. I Zayas. love this. How does this happen? Um, they found a uh, in issue one. Little recap: issue one, they found um, at the edge of the Forbidden Zone. You know where the Statue sure. of Liberty is? Yes. Washed ashore, the corpse of an enormous ape. Wow. Okay. And they're like, holy crap. Where did this come from? Yeah. This is one of us. Yeah, that's it. One of us. Yeah. One of us. So they go and um, Zaius brings uh, General Ursus to go and find what they perceive to be where this thing came from. Right. So the greatest minds, the greatest eight right. minds they're looking of their for time. Skull Island or? They went to Skull Island. Oh, nice. So they ended up on Skull Island. Holy shit. And this, this great. And in this one, they find uh, humans on Skull Island. Oh. Yes. And all apes hate all humans. Sure, of course. Especially these guys. Especially, especially the, on the planet of the apes. Planet of the apes. This is so, great. So, yeah. And uh, they they go to find Kong. This is great. Why did this take so long? I love this. It's, Can we get this as a movie? This would be a phenomenal. Oh, my God. I would love this as a Holy movie. Holy shit. Can you? I don't know who owns all the rights and shit. Uh, we, doesn't Dino De Laurentiis own King Kong the rights? I guess. Yeah. Can we please get this? Is awesome. Yes, I think this would be phenomenal. Holy shit! Kong of Skull Island, created by Joe DeVito. All right, Joe well, DeVito, what's up? And um, 
the guy who did Planet of the Apes is oh god who what's his name um Frenchman he's French okay uh but the the original screenplay was written by Rod Serling right not too many people know that yeah of Twilight Zone fame of course a genius a genius mad genius mad genius he's very angry yeah well until they make this into a movie that everybody wants to see you have a comic book for read it. this read this book yes all right I have placed a book in front of you earlier this morning yes you uh, did I want to give him a little shout out. Uh, I was in Tallahassee at the Tallahassee Comic Con. I met these two gentlemen, and they handed me a book. They're like, Ming, Ming, uh, would you please read this? It is called Hamilton versus Burr, A Werewolf Tale. And I got handed, we got handed a lot of comic books, Some, and we championed them all. If you have the balls to, to write, draw, and publish your own comic book, it is not easy. I mean, we haven't done it. We've been talking about it. Oh, my God. We've been talking about it for ages. We haven't done it. I know. Um, so I gave this one a read, and I really enjoyed it. You it, just handed it to me uh, right before we went on. I think, I think you like it. I think Walt might. You know, Walt likes. Walt likes. Walt I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to hand it off to yeah, Walt. Yeah, I'll give you the uh, the elevator pitch. Uh, you know all about the Alexander Hamilton Aaron Bird duel. Absolutely. Uh, he done here right on uh, in Edgewater, New Jersey. Yes, our own backyard. Uh, this book. Um, gives us the reason for that duel. Dueling was falling out of fashion back in the day. Yes. Back around this time. Yeah. I mean, is it back in fashion now? Can you have a duel? I don't think so. I think <sighs> uh, that could get you thrown in jail. Damn, they don't let you duel a, anymore. Such not, a more civilized not time. With, not with guns, at least. We do it via... We've done it here. We've done it via rap battles. Yes, We've true. done it via eating contests. True. And we've done it with... Uh, and uh, Lances. Yeah, made lances. Out of, made out of posters. Sure. But the uh, this comic says the reason for the duel is because Alexander Hamilton is a, was a werewolf, and he he was bitten, tried to live. You always try to live, yeah, try to live a normal life, but in the end, he has to be put down, but in a humane manner, uh, in which with his dignity intact, right? In which uh, you know he would end his life uh, in a duel. Now there's a there's a love triangle going on in here. Uh oh. And uh, that's we little, never good. A little history in here, but yeah, we a lot of lot of great, lot of great werewolf scenes in here. A lot of great. Uh, this is how I wish history would be told to kids. <laughs> books like a- a Hamilton versus Burr, a werewolf tale. Books Benedict like Man- Arnold was a vampire. Yeah, books like Manifest Destiny. Yeah, where you know the Lewis and Clark expedition and run into zombies and shit. That'd be awesome. This is how I think kids will actually learn about things. That would be so, but. Don't you think that if we did do that, that people would get complacent with that and you'd have to up the ante again? I mean, we're always improving. So uh, is there a URL? I'm <laughs> what sorry. What world do you live in? Is there a URL on there? I don't even know how to get this book, but I'm sure just do a, a Google search on Hamilton versus uh, White World. Rocket Books. White Rocket Books, everybody. That's what they say right here. Yeah, White I just Rocket want to give these kids a plug because they were uh, they impressed Jared me. Jared Albrich and uh, Nathaniel Niles. Yes. Nice. Ace Wheelie, nice name. Yeah, Ace Wheelie. He's the uh, lead colorist in digital design. Yes. Uh, color effects, Kenneth Solomon. Editor is Joanna Albrick. Uh, executive producer, Van Allen Plexico. Plexico! Yeah. For all your Plexico yeah. needs. So I'm, I'm hoping we run into these gentlemen again. They, That'd they be great. A, just want to give them a shout out. Not, not often am I impressed by any book. It's, very, it's been a long time. I've got a, a couple of books at the studio that we have to talk about okay yeah people have given me and i'm like wait i really need to talk about this. okay great yeah and so we will and uh as a kid 
parents didn't give me a lot of money, I would I could afford maybe one or two books a week. So why didn't these, you steal it like I did? I don't. I'm not a oh, thief, okay. Mike. But you know, now that we get a plethora of free books, and I love it. So <laughs> of course you do. Continue to do so, everybody. We love it. And I continue to steal books. Yeah. It's awesome. Also, real quick, uh, I guess we'll go spoiler free real quick. Star Wars, Last Jedi. Yeah, we we got, we're going to do a spoiler, uh, spoilerific. Yeah. Uh, Get back from the holidays. We're definitely doing a full review. We are. Uh, I have Jules a lot going to sit on that. Okay, My wife, a lot Julia, of talk to. Six is going to sit on that. You have a lot sit to in t- on that. talk about. Very divisive movie. Divisive. Divisive, whatever. I saw it a week ago. You saw it on Sunday, correct? Saw it on Sunday. Okay, so you had. You probably read some of the. Comments. I've seen, I've seen both sides, and okay. I agree with both sides. Sure, I was torn because part of me, part of me says that um, I would, and I, I tweeted this out. I yes. said, this is the movie that I would have loved to have taken my father. Yeah, to go it, was, see. it was great cinematically, battle scenes, everything was great. Cause, yeah, because my a, father took me to see A New Hope. You sure, know, all those years ago. Okay, but contrary to that, when you think about it, there are some glaring. Glaring plot holes. Sure, but that who cares and, about who and and some some problems with the entire story arc all overall. Right. Who cares about all that? Did you like it or did you not like it? I walked out feeling younger than I've felt in years. So you liked it? I did, and I didn't. Or pick one, Mike. No, you. I'm picking both. Okay, man. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Okay. I thought the <clears throat> I thought the story very daring. They took a lot of chances. They did, and I thought they they definitely won more than they lost. I mean, some of them were some of them were kind of head scratching. I thought the battle scenes were great. I thought cinematically it was it was amazing. I thought the characters were great. Um, I and listen, I like that they pissed off all the hardcore fanboys. I love it. Okay. Uh, I think we reviewed a Force Force Awakens. We talked about Force Awakens. No, we we reviewed uh, Rogue One. That was our big. All right, we did a Force Awakens review as we well. We did, but spoilerific was uh, the Rogue One. Yeah, we went you know uh, soup to nuts yeah. on that. But one. when we talk about Force Awakens, you're like, all right, that was a great movie. It's it's a new hope, but with uh, right. better technology and more money. I and what you mentioned was, I hope Last Jedi is completely different from Empire Strikes Back. Completely different than anything we've ever seen, and they knocked it out of the park in that regard. They did. But you had to have loved it for just that. Absolutely. Yeah. And this, I is- know you wanted to see different. I, and this was different. There are some things that I had ish, that I took issue sure. with, and we'll talk about that on the next episode. Yeah. we will talk about that. Yeah, it'll be I, a bonus episode. Yeah, I, I liked it. I think uh, the people I, I've noticed who are like, "Oh, this is awful." Uh, the guy is trying to launching a protest to get it taken out of out of canon. Yeah, that's really stupid. Yes, that's no, you can't do that. Yeah, uh, I think most of the people come who really hated it. I can name some names. Too. I'm not going to. I'll name them after. Okay. Who people that we we like, and yeah. once you hear the names, like, oh yeah, of course he hated it. Yeah. Uh, these are guys who take, or I believe, take the whole mythology maybe a little too seriously, Perhaps. where they, you know, it, it's almost a religion. The Star Jedi Wars religion. Is now, yes. And we saw it turn on its head. Yes, and we're also don't ever forget we're uh, programmed to love Star Wars. Sure. So sure. that was a culture, a pop cultural. Actually, no. Now it's a cultural phenomenon. Sure, but I think uh, you had plot holes. Maybe some characters were introduced and never their stories were never explained. Whatever. Uh, that's been Star Wars since day one. You know, True. Darth Vader. We didn't know where he came from. We didn't care though. No, uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't want know how to. the we didn't know how the Force worked. 
Um, now, once you start getting into the nitty gritty, that's when the fanboys come out of the woodwork. Yeah, and you know, I think a lot of them kind of made up their own mythology, and it didn't go their way for this right. movie, and they got they got hot, they got pissed. Well, also, you have to realize that George Lucas. Yeah, these are his characters. Sure. Well, so they were until he they, sold out. Until but. he sold them. Um, <laughs> You have to read that. I can't read it to me. I can't see it. All right. Uh, get him. Get him was get chimed him, Steve, in. Dave. Saying, in the background. Saying, just sent me a text saying that Star Wars is the 800-pound gorilla in the room. It always uh, is. Actually, he said 700-pound gorilla. No, it's not. Seven. Uh, um, no. It's oh, the, my God. Rob, seven, Rob oh. Bruce said, was in the Asbury Park Press. Sure. About how long ago? Get him a week? Like two weeks ago, yeah. A week, week and they, a half. They looked at his Star Wars collection. Yeah, they, they looked at his Star Wars collection. He had some quotes in there. And he had, his quote was, uh, Star Wars is the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Okay. Which is... Meaning? Do you know what that means? I know, yeah. But do you know what the 800-pound gorilla is, yeah, in yeah, the room is? Yeah, it's the one that is there and you kind of ignore it. But yeah. We all ignore it and we don't talk about sure. it. No one talks about it. Star Wars is the opposite of the 700 or 800-pound <laughs> right. gorilla. It's out there. We can't shut up about yes, it. Yes, exactly. We made an entire right, right. show okay. about seven seasons of not talking, <laughs> not being able to not talk about Star Wars. Right. So in it's it totally goes against whatever it is and get them just all right i like that you liked it and you didn't like it um because if you purely liked it then uh you know we wouldn't have any opposing exactly but we'll we'll talk about this uh when we get back from the holiday yeah perfect for sure um but if you enjoyed it great if you didn't great i don't you know it doesn't (laughs) really matter no no vested interest in there i like that doesn't matter um it's the 700 pound gorilla in the room yeah all right. Uh, what I love is that people are like, man, this is crap. I'm never. I'm not watching episode nine. That's it. Yeah, right. Get out of here. Or even if they don't, then you'll be it's there. Like, well, then you can't be part of the discussion. Sure, sure. So, so all right. Thank you. I want to thank everybody who's listened to us this whole throughout this year. If you hopped oh, on, yeah. welcome. If you just hopped on, we have uh, 284 other episodes for you to enjoy. If you've been listening since day one, we re- we we thank you. We'll be continuing on. Yeah, we thank you. Uh, for anyway, watch Comic Book Men this year, this season, and uh, all seven seasons. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. We return on February twenty fifth, two thousand eighteen. Oh, dude, and we got some, <laughs> we got some kick ass stuff coming up. Some of my favorite. Oh yeah, we sh- oh for sure. Yeah, I, I just took an inventory of what we haven't, what's left. Oh, it shows like, wow, yes. this is pretty good. Yeah, not to tutor on horns or slap our own asses, but we're going to. All right. So. And uh, yeah, just thank you. Thank you guys. Thanks for, for sure. We love doing this. We do. And, and we will continue to do as long as you continue to listen. Yeah, for sure. So thank you very much. Everybody have a great holiday. Have a great new year. Prosperous 2018 to all of you. And there you go.
Kim Kong.